Hey, this is Hoops Coaching A to Z with me, Coach Terry Canova. We are going to talk about everything possible dealing with hoops and other sports. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Each episode will be 15 to 20 minutes, short and sweet, so you can listen to us while you make your coffee or while you drive to work in the morning. Short and sweet, to the point, with as much information as we can pack into 15 minutes. Once the episode is over, you can run on over to our Facebook group and we can talk more about it. It'll be one big happy family and this is our podcast. And please, 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 I would be so grateful and so honored if you would run over to Apple iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean, or wherever you listen to this podcast, and give us a very, very nice review. Those five-star reviews go a long way in the traction of this podcast, so it is greatly appreciated. So without further ado, let's get to this week's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. Excited for this week's episode. I hope each of you had an outstanding Thanksgiving and got a little bit of rest. I know for us, we had a trip to Louisiana where we spent uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday playing some outstanding competition over there. Um, got a little bit of break after that. We're uh, we're excited. I'm ready to get back going. Our team is 5-2. and two. We, we've played really, really well uh, most of the time. Uh, our two losses were against both a uh, back-to-back state championship team and a back-to-back runner-up team. So uh, not losing to any shabs for sure, but, uh, but lots, of, lots of build on, lots of things for us to work on, and so uh, excited to get back to work tomorrow and uh, start this week off. This week's episode is going to talk about offense or or building an offense. I, I, I think uh, sometimes too often coaches just do what they see other people doing. You know, they see um, such and such coach running this offense and they just automatically decide to run that. Uh, or the high school coach ran this, and so that's what they won. I, I think, I think as you go to building your offense, I think you, first of all you got to think of several things. I think, think number one, what is your philosophy? Uh, and what I mean by that is, um, is your philosophy to pound the ball in to the paint? Uh, is your philosophy to have an up tempo game and shoot as many threes as possible? Uh, is 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 your philosophy to uh, to to create a lot of drives to the basket and uh, create free throw opportunities? Is it a combination of all of those things? Uh, I just think f- first before you do anything, you just can't do it because somebody else does it. I think I think uh, you got to see if it matches your philosophy. I think the next thing is is your personnel. You know, if, if if your goal is to pound it into the paint and you've got uh, a five-foot-six post player that can't score in traffic, then it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to pound it into the paint. Uh, so, so obviously, you know, what fits your personnel? And then I think the, the, for me, m- maybe more than anything is who do 
you have to beat to accomplish your goals? So, and what I mean by that is, you know, let's say that you are in a league with the best two up-tempo teams that your state has seen in years. And here you are with a young up-and-coming team that you're trying to build. And do you really think by doing the same things that, that these established teams are already doing is going to give you a chance? I'm not saying you don't want to maybe have with your younger teams with some of your development teams, maybe you play that way. But I'm talking right now with your current team. Um, you know, so I think you need to take into account what they do and how you're going to beat them, to those teams. How, how are you going to beat the teams that you need to beat to accomplish your season's goals? So, so now after you put that in mind, the, 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 the way that I like to build – my offense is number one, your kids need to understand the only reason you're running an offense is to help get you a good shot. If you can get a good shot by simply rebounding, outlet, pass it up the floor, and shoot a layup, you never have to run an offense. And I know some of you are listening to this and thinking, okay, he's crazy. Everybody knows that. Well, I, I don't want to break it to you, but everybody doesn't know this. Your players don't always know this. Depending on who you're coaching, your players may never watch basketball. Yes, that's a fact. Your players may never watch basketball. There are coaches out there whose players – may never watch basketball. And I'm at a school that's like that. My kids will watch film out the wazoo. They're, they're bought into what we do. But they're not watching the WNBA. They're not watching the NBA. They're not watching college basketball. So you got to understand that the first thing you've got to do is make them realize that you've got to look to score as easily and quickly as possible. So the first thing you got to do is talk to them about your fast break. Talk to them about how you want to run your break. Do you want your players to run where they're so wide that your foot their their foot is touching out of bounds? That's that's what we talk about to ours. Uh, run as wide as you possibly can so you can look over your inside shoulder. Uh, who do you have taking the ball in after a made basket? Is it always going to be the same person or just whoever's at the ball first? So those are the kind of things that you got to talk about with your players. You cannot assume that at all. Then you got to you got to work on it. You got to work on them passing the ball up the floor and attacking the basket and scoring in transition. So that's number one. And I think sometimes we all get guilty about putting in an offense and putting in a secondary break, and you neglect your primary fast break is just getting in and go. Get to the rim and score. And I, and I promise you, I have done that. I've done that in the past. I've neglected that. I spent so much time trying to work on our secondary break that our kids 
gave up primary break opportunities. So now, once you talk about secondary break, what do you want to accomplish with your secondary break? Is it as simple as maybe a ball screen for your point guard to to give them a little space uh, in case they're having trouble? Uh, Is it a ball reversal? Is it uh, uh, the the the, you know some people call it the Carolina break? We call it Carolina break where you you know reverse the ball and you you set an up screen for you for you big on a ball reversal and and you hit the lob what, what is your secondary break also now when you get into your offenses what kind of offenses do you want to run do you want to run a continuity offense like the flex like a five out motion uh or or you just passing and cutting or you uh, running a, high, a four a four high stack and you pass it to the wing and running UCLA cuts and ball screens, uh, or you starting in four flat and giving your point guard more space to work. So what what kind of offenses are you running? Are you or is, is it continuity offenses? Quick hitters. How many quick hitters do you have? One of the things that 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 I'm trying to do is is have a quick hitter for every player on my team. You know, so so uh, have a quick hitter for the one, quick hitter for the two, quick hitter for the three, quick hitter for the four, quick hitter for the five. You know, you're going to have some players that are going to be able to create and get shots on their own. But then what about the others who can't? Then you've got to run plays for them and try and help them get open to create shot opportunities for them. Your Your man offense and your zone offense, what things are similar and what things are different with it? Two completely different offenses against man and zone. Those are all things that you've got to consider. Um, your press attack. Does the same person take it in in your press attack as your normal inbounds? Do you just have one press attack? Do you have a press attack against man? Do you have a press attack against zone? Uh, do you have multiple press attacks in case you can't get the ball in? against a certain type of pressure, of full-court pressure. We had Coach Donnie Quinn on here talking about different ways to to get the ball in against pressure, and he's exactly right. We see it every night uh, in in games where teams can't even enter the ball in against full-court pressure. So do you have a plan for that? The thing more than anything else I wanted to hit on in this episode is things to think about. Not give you specific plays. You can go to YouTube and you can go anywhere and get those things. But to give you things to think about as you build your offense. Now, here's some things that people don't normally think about when when we talk about building an offense. First of all, let's, let's start with the press break. What if you don't have a guard that can dribble it up against a press? Now, again... Some of you guys that are coaching all of these teams with these Division I players and these, these bona fide studs, you're probably listening to this saying, what in the heck is he talking about? First thing he was talking about was, was this, you know, personnel, and now he's talking about having a team that don't have anybody that can bring it up against the press. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've been in that situation. When I designed, and, and keep in mind as coaches, I think we steal most of most of our stuff from other people. The, one of the few things that I've designed myself is our three across press breaker. I needed an offense where I could take basketball players that didn't play that often, not a lot of handlers, and break people's press, and it was very simple.
I took concepts. I took some things from from uh, other coaches, some simple concepts that many people use. You want to have a person that's in ball reversal. You want to attack middle. You want to have a diagonal pass. And so I, I kind of put my three across press break, you know, based on those simple principles. But you've got to have a plan. You just cannot assume you can enter the ball and let your guard be depressed by themselves. You've got to have a plan. Maybe something you need to think about is having a way to enter your offense through your post. Think about it. Most teams, they can pressure the guards, and and they can really get after the guards in an entry pass. Most teams practice that. How many people work on denying with the post, though? Not everybody. So, so we, we work on a lot, or, or we have several plays that we run where we enter the ball in through our post. We think that's the most simple way to, to get into an offense against a team with heavy pressure. You know, we can all talk about, yeah, we want to dribble at and backdoor cut and do all that other stuff. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. We practice it too. But trust me, we, we've had some pretty good success here. And I find it much easier at times to just enter it in through the post than run a dribble at in the back door. The other thing to think about as you start not only putting in your offense, but now you're breaking it down in practice. Make sure your ratio of practice time is corresponding with how often you're going to run a particular thing. And here's what I mean. If you've got an hour and 15 minutes of practice, don't run, don't practice half-court offense for 45 minutes to an hour and then leave 15 minutes for everything else. And trust me, I've been that coach, I know. But don't do it. Don't do it. Because here's what's going to happen, coaches. You're going to work on your half-court offense. And, and again, I'd love to hear you guys in our, in our Facebook group mention if you've, if you've been part of this. But how many people have practiced half-court man-to-man offense and your half-court man-to-man offense is clicking, man? You dribbling that back screen, uh, throwing lobs, uh, uh, running flare screens, knocking it down, uh, this, that, and the other dribble handoffs, man, you look like an, a doggone NBA team out there running plays. Or maybe not an NBA team. How about a good college team? And then you get in the game, and the team presses you, and they run a half-court trap the whole game, and you never have one opportunity to run your man-to-man offense. Raise your hands out there if you've been that coach. I've been that coach. So here's what I'm telling you guys. Have an idea who you're playing against and make sure that you practice 30 minutes or should I say 25% of your practice is man-to-man if you're going to see that in 25% of your game. What if 50% of your game is transition offense? Why not work on that for 25 or 50% of your practice? So you want to make the amount of time you spend correspond to 
how often you're going to see that in a particular game or throughout the season and whatnot. So again, just the, just things to think about, just a little food for thought, or or get those juices flowing in your head as you as you think about how you're going to get your team ready to play. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let's reach back out, message me, shoot a message in our Facebook group, or let me know what you think is the best style of play for your group. Stay well and uh, look forward to hearing from you and speaking with you guys again next week. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you would, give us five stars and a nice review so that we can build our audience and reach more people. See you next week.